Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend yes yes Y'all, from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership and Canada, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. I won't do all of Tepper's spill, but we had to get that part in. Ashley Pickles sitting over here at the helm, sitting there, I don't even know how many thousands of miles away, but in a different country in Canada, the great Matt Stepp. How are you, Step? Hello from hello from beautiful Cambridge, Ontario, uh, which I guess is about an hour west of Toronto. So, hello everyone. How, I don't I know how, how many, many miles, miles it is either. You don't know. I think it's like I, I think it's like two thousand miles. I don't know. I just know how long of a drive it is. So it's a, it's if you just drove it straight from from the Metroplex, if you drove straight through, it'd be about. T- and if you now factoring in, if you just flew through the border and didn't get you know have to stop at the border. I think Mm -hmm. it's like 21 hours. Very, very nice. Well, we are pumped to have you on. Like we said, I think our first time we've ever, I could say pretty positive the first time we've ever had a person on camera in a different country. So big things happening today. On top of that, the start of Hawaiian shirt Friday, which is always a big deal around here. And Tepper's not here to make fun of me. So it worked out perfectly. I support you in that. Yeah. <laughs> my next my, next time I'm in Texas and I come by the studio, I will wear my Hawaiian shirt on Friday uh, to to show support to um, the Duchess of the Dorks. And uh, I, yeah, I don't know why the picture is pixelated. I don't know. I think maybe it's just the lighting. I don't know. But it's okay. You, know, you can hear me, so no one needs to see my ugly ass face anyway. Oh, I said ass. <laughs> well, now we said it twice. It's okay. <laughs> Things are off to uh, a hot start. It's a <laughs> well, family it is, show. It, it works. It is Friday, March 12th. Today is episode 1,125. I do know because I just looked it up. There are 258 days until Thanksgiving. A Rangers fact? I don't know. But we are joined. They're going to be terrible this year. Exactly. It does. It really doesn't matter. Mm. Of course, <laughs> but, as, as, as the resident Orioles fan, I can, you know, I can, I can empathize. Trust me. Oh, yeah. As, le- as long as you're not an Astros yeah. fan. Um, but yes, we will have no. helpful Honda mailbag Friday with Matt Step. So we'll, we'll talk to him about Canada a little bit first, and then we'll get to your questions. So please start sending those in. As for first four through the door, we had Matthew McSpadden, Aaron Flynn, Meese, 
and Tony Blaylock. So while we let people get some questions in, how is life up there? Uh, well, um, for me, it's been pretty, pretty much around the house. Um, you know, they have the, uh, mandatory 14 day quarantine and they do check. They have come by, uh, three times now. Um, there's an app that I have to fill out every day. I've had to take two at home COVID. I've had to take two at home COVID tests, um, that they gave me at the border that I had to take. Um, so yeah, I've been mostly in the house. I've gotten uh, in outside on the deck and out in the front in front of the house, taking out the trash and stuff to get a little fresh air. Um, but yeah, quarantine ends tomorrow at two o'clock. So I'm super fired up. The first thing I'm going to do is wash my truck because there's still <laughs> salt on it. So I don't want that salt to be on my truck much longer. So yeah. So um, other than just my wife having things for me to do around the house, I've had I've been very productive fixing things and you know basically doing whatever she's asked me to do because I'm <laughs> trying to keep the peace. And so it's, it's gone. Okay. See, okay. And I got to say the thing that you sent us that I n- just never would have even thought about was when you crossed over into Canada and you switched your truck from uh-huh. miles to kilometers, just one of those things. It makes perfect sense, but I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Luckily, my truck, you know, you could just flip it automatically. But my pre- when I had my vehicle up here, when I lived here for nine months in 2012, um, you know, my truck wasn't fancy enough to have the automatic switch. So it was, I had to kind of guesstimate it myself and kind of, you know, because, you know, speed limits are in kilometers, distances are in kilometers. Uh, everything is, is done. They use the metric system mostly, except for like when you weigh things. Like when you weigh yourself, they still do pounds. So like when you go to the deli, you know, yeah. I don't order a half pound of turkey meat. I order 300 grams of turkey meat. But if I wanted to weigh myself, if I weighed, you know, 200 pounds, it would still say 200. They don't say you weigh a certain kilometers. So they, the Canadians will throw in some some of the, uh, you know, the, the, what, what, I don't even know what our system is called. The English system, I don't even know. But they uh, throw, they'll throw some other they'll throw other non-metric system metrics uh, mess you know when, or like when, when i go to the gym right if i go to the gym and i want to lift some weight and i want to put you know a 40 uh, a big plate on there it's 45 pounds it's not you know they, they call it they, they say 45 pounds so they'll throw in right you know our our systems of measurements occasionally so that's interesting uh i think we're the customary yeah. system yeah sure that's what I it's know. called I should probably yeah. know that. I mean, when I you don't. think about it, the, <laughs> I mean, the metric system makes a lot of sense because it's all like even number, like it's all like normal rounded, you know, there's, you know, a thousand meters or in a kilometer, you know, I don't, that's like what some weird number of feet in a mile. So, right. You know, yeah. I get it. You know, and they everywhere use it, uses so. it. We're like the only people that are stubborn it's, and different. <laughs> yeah. That's right, you know. So it is what it is, but you know, I, it takes a little getting used to when you when you're on the on the highway. There's there have been times where I've been I've done like you know, I've driven way over the speed limit because I got confused and forgotten that I was doing my miles per hour and not kilometers out per hour, um, that kind of thing. So, uh, and there was one time where where the speed limit was like fifty kilometers per hour on a side street and uh-huh. that's like 30 miles per hour and i was doing 50 miles per hour on a side street <laughs> i was flying i was like oh this is not good so <laughs> this is not good um one more mm-hmm. one more 
uh, Canadian question here. Um, well, two more. Sure. I'll ask one, and then we've got one for Mailbag Friday. But is there any – like, obviously, right. we talked about the, the metric system being different. What is the other thing that when you're up there that just is totally foreign? Um, the amount of change that, that you have. When you're, when you're paying with cash – Mm-hmm. Um, so Canadians don't have $1 bills. They have loonies and toonies. So a loonie is a $1 coin and a toonie is a $2 coin. So, mm-hmm. um, if you use cash, you will invariably have a crap ton of change on you because if you have a $20 bill and something costs $12, you know, then you're going to get like eight bucks and change. Well, you're going to get a $5 bill and then a, you're going to get a loony and a toony. So you mm-hmm. collect a lot more change, a lot more readily, and they don't use pennies here. Everything is rounded. So if it's, if the cost is five seventy three, it's rounded up to five seventy five, And if it's five seventy two, it's rounded down to five seventy. The, the penny has been discontinued here in Canada. That's very cool. I remember now that you say that, I remember it being like that when I studied abroad in Europe, in Europe. And it was funny because you almost feel like, you're not paying as much money because you are handing them like two or three little coins. And you're like, Oh, okay. I didn't just spend $3, you know, <laughs> perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, and their money, time. their money's weird too. It's all different colors. Oh yeah. Like, it looks like monopoly money. Yeah. It's like, you know, pink, oh, blue, <laughs> purple. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right. Well, it is time we will get into our helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. Remember, this is brought to you by North Texas Helpful Honda Dealers. They want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. So, fellas and lady fellas, here is your opportunity. Whatever you want to ask Matt Stepp, he is here till about 1230 and we will go. So we have a couple of questions going on here. Um, Let's see. We will start off with uh, Tanner wants to know who you think the team most likely to make it back to a state championship game is. Uh, That's a good question. I would say it's either Carthage or Jim Ned. Like Jim Ned is loaded next year. Like they they were a year early. Like this twenty twenty one is supposed to be their year, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they've got. I think their question. I think we got their questionnaire in already, and they've got like eighteen starters back or something insane like that. Um, all their guys were juniors pretty much last year. All their skill guys for sure. Um, and then Carthage, uh, you know, well, <laughs> I'm just gonna the train <laughs> really going out on a big limb there. Yeah, you know, just gonna say Carthage. So that's probably the two. That are most, but I mean, you know, it's, 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 it'll, there'll probably be a lot of the usual suspects again. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see Austin Westlake uh, back there. Alito's going to Alito. Um, Denton Ryan loses um, a lot of the offensive side of the ball, but they've got, I believe, eight starters back on defense as well. So uh, they're going to be really hard to score points on. And, you know, if you can't score points against them, you're probably not going to beat them. So um, there's several. I, th- I think when, when the magazine comes out, I think you'll see a lot of the usual suspects in those number one rankings because a lot of them come bring a lot of talent back. Absolutely. I mean, heck, I think you could even throw a South Lake Carroll in there considering they've got Ewers back and a young defense that learned a lot last year. So Yeah. Yeah. It they was- were really young last year too. I mean, we, remember we, when we got their questionnaire last year, they, and then we had one starter on defense back. So 
Um, you know, got to replace a couple of key playmakers on offense, but you got the guy, the man back there in Quinn Ewers. So would not surprise me to see the Dragons as well. Yes, I agree. Um, all right, let's go with, are you going to become an Ontario high school hockey insider now? That one coming from our good friend, Tony Blaylock. <laughs> no. I do, I'm really not a hockey guy. Uh, my wife's not a hockey girl. Um, that's weird because she's Canadian, but she just really doesn't like hockey. And there's really not any of that going on here because of the strict rules that they have up here. And there's not a lot of – I mean, they really, you really can't do much of anything here. Like I think the pro, the, the NHL teams are playing in a, in a bubble, but I don't think the youth leagues are playing or anything. There's a hockey arena literally like two blocks from my house, and there's never been – There's there hasn't been anyone there from what I've been told in, in a year, literally. So don't That's think crazy. so. <laughs> so yeah. no. You know, it's just, yeah, probably not. I mean, I don't like hockey. It's not really an enjoyable game for me, you know, so no. That's fair. To Hard their own. Um, I don't know if you are allowed to say much on this, but Daniel Agnew asked, who is your favorite to get the Odessa High coaching job? Uh, that's a really difficult job. Um, I don't envy anyone who's going after that job. I believe they reposted it um, this week because they did not get um, the quality of applicant that they would have liked. So um, Godspeed to whoever gets that job because they are going to have big challenges. It's not not an easy place to win. Um, they don't have a lot of talent. Just that's, that side of town traditionally has not had a lot of talent in Odessa. Typically in Odessa, the talent has – been on the west side of town or the east side of town, which is where Permian is. Odessa High is on the west side of town. And traditionally that they just haven't had a lot of talent over there. So um, my guess is they're probably it's gonna be one of two things. They're either gonna hire a young guy who's desperate to get that first head coaching job and will just take whatever, or it's gonna be somebody on their way out who's just looking to make some really good money before they retire and get a head coach's salary. And they're not gonna get a big name. They're not. This is not an attractive enough job. So, I, if I'm a if I'm a Broncos fan, I would not get my hopes up on some big name that um is going to get the job. So, right. Um, a little bit of college. If you don't have an opinion on this, I think I can handle this one. But it was who do you think has the edge to be QB one this year uh, at Texas? Casey Thompson or Hudson Card? If Hudson Card does not win the spot, do you think that he moves to wide receiver like he did at Lake Travis? Do you have anything to add to that? I mean, so I got a couple of buddies who are on the UT beat, and they they told me that the the previous coaching staff was really high on Hudson Card, like that he was the guy, like he was going to be the guy next year. Um, but you know, the new with the new regime coming in, I mean, you just you never know. So I don't know. I mean, I I, I thought Casey Thompson played really well in the bowl game. I thought he did a great job. Um, I mm-hmm. thought pushing the ball downfield, you know, I thought he he did all the all the things that you want to see. Um, so I. I I really don't know. I mean, it's kind of up in the air with the new with the new regime. So as far as Card moving to receiver, I mean, I guess it's a possibility. I mean, just, I think it just depends on what Hudson Card's mindset is if he doesn't win the QB job. Be, is he a good enough athlete to play in the slot and play receiver at the mm-hmm. in the Big Twelve? Absolutely. But I mean, does he really want to play quarterback? And if he really wants to play quarterback, well, what do you think is going to happen if he doesn't win the job? He's probably going to go go into the portal. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of questions to be answered there. 
I do too. I think people got really, really high on Hudson Card when they saw just a few weeks back that Sam Ellinger was going out there and kind of training with him. And he even said some really good things about mm-hmm. Card and his arm. And that was a big deal because you've got Lake Travis, you've got Westlake, and typically they're not going to compliment each other there. So that was big. But I agree. Yeah. I think that we don't know what Sark is going to do. So it's going to it's going to come down to, to you know, <laughs> fall camp. Yeah, and spring. I mean, I, get, I, I don't. I, I don't even. I mean, I should probably ask Shahan or other. I mean, I don't even know if the colleges are going to do like a normal spring this year. I know the high schools, at least, are in the Metroplex are planning on having spring football on a normal basis, but they start their spring season a little bit later. You know, the high schools typically don't do spring ball until May. Um, I think the colleges usually do spring ball right around in March here, right around spring break is when they get started. So, yeah, I don't know if they're going to push the... spring back a little bit later or inter-squad scrimmages are usually right after spring break orange and white for texas or yeah. you know any of that so i don't know especially what so they're gonna try to have spring practice weird yeah it's just it's all still weird in the college ranks so um it'll be it'll be interesting I, if i had to if i had to guess i would maybe think thompson just because sark's known for a little more of a pro style offense but i would lean to thompson just a little bit but I don't really know. It's TBD. I agree. All right, let's go with um what is the worst car you've ever owned? This one coming in. Uh place. the worst car? Mhm. Um it was probably my first car. I mean, it was the it was a beater. Um I paid, for, you know, you know, I, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I had to pay, for, I had to work, you know, I had to work at Whataburger and save up enough money for my own car over, over a summer. And it was a, it was a, it was a 1985 Buick LeSabre and it was a yes. tank. Like that this thing was, long? float. <laughs> oh my gosh. And trying to, that was my first, you know, I was still a new driver trying to learn how to park that thing and. Uh, and it just did, you know, it, it, I paid like, I think I paid a thousand dollars for it and, you know, it wasn't the greatest car in the world. I didn't really like taking it on the highway too much and it just wasn't <laughs> a very good car, but I mean, it was my car. I paid for it and it was, it, it got me to and from school and to and from basketball tournaments and stuff like that. But it was not the, uh, it was not the, it was n- not luxurious by any means. It had the manual, manual crank windows and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it. But hey, no, it got me it got me to where I needed to go. So, but I mean, I was probably it wasn't the most reliable vehicle either. Put it that way, it was uh, there was often repairs that needed to be made. Yeah, see, I so I've only had two cars. I had a car that I had through high school into college, and then I bought a, a new car. Um, so my first car was a 2003 Kia Rio named Rita. Auto, uh, no automatic locks, no automatic windows. I mean, it was bare bones. My dad finally got me a uh, a new stereo system to put in there for Christmas one time because the one I had oh, literally yeah. only had a radio. It didn't even have a cassette tape player or a CD player. Oh. So it was uh No, you can't have bones. that. Is that a girl thing naming their vehicles? Because my wife named names her cars too. Is that a, is that a, is that a chick thing? Oh, absolutely. I don't think I've ever met a girl that hasn't okay. named her car. Okay. So, I, I thought so. I just wanted to make sure. That's not definitely thing, not a guy thing. I've never named 
your car. I think maybe <laughs> the only thing I've ever, ever, yeah, I think the only thing I've ever named it was maybe POS, but that's about it. <laughs> the other thing about Rita real fast is she had an issue with her muffler and there was something inside of it that wasn't right. So it made kind of like a Chewbacca sound, like a rrr. And so in Lano, mm-hmm. all the guys had big old jacked up trucks and they would blow the black smoke and stuff. And so anytime I was in a drive through line at our Chicken Express, Rita was so loud that the drive through people would be looking up for one of the guy's big old trucks. And then here I would come in my little 2003 red Kia Rio <laughs> all the way up there. There's Pickle. It was so bad. Everybody, everybody knew, knew when Pickle was coming to get her number one combo. <laughs> The Dauber special. All right. Um, mm. Let's see. So um, there was another one about football in here somewhere. Oh, uh, when will we start seeing high school football schedules start coming out for the 2021 season coming up? Uh, a few of them have already started to come out. There's a few kind of trickling out. I, there's, I had a couple of coaches texting me today looking for games. I think a lot of coaches are still trying to get their schedules together. Um, typically for, uh, I mean, they'll probably come out here and there, um, over the next couple of months, we, uh, we won't really start working on collecting them until after the magazine is done. Mm-hmm. That's really when I start to get with Jerry and, um, start, try to start hammering the coaches on sending the schedules. I mean, right now, um, you know, we were, this was the first week of, of magazine questionnaires that came through. And so we were, we're knee deep, uh, in the magazine now. So, um, this is not a lot of time to hunt down schedules at the moment. So what I'll do probably is after Memorial day, when we've put the magazine to bed, kind of that whole month of June is when I'll start to really collect the schedules, but we won't get them fully. We're not going to put them up on the website one by one. Usually we do like one massive upload. So you probably won't see them uploaded on the website till later, later in the summer. But I me, mean, you monitor it on social media. You'll see, You'll see schedules coming. I know Longview put their schedule out the other day. I've seen like three or four other big ones that have come out. So you'll you'll kind of see them trickle out here and there. But as far as on our end, we won't have them up on the website um, as my daughter heads off to work. Um, we uh, <laughs> She works at Bath & Body Works at the nice. Cambridge Mall. So go to Bath & Body Works and get all of your uh, smell good stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> you won't see them on the website probably till later in the summer. We're going to send Bath & Body Works their, uh, their invoice after the show for that great plug absolutely yeah <laughs> yep. um all right what pay, is your... make the check payable to cash yes please um ryan smiga asked what is your favorite canadian food mm, i don't like poutine just not a fan um there's really not a lot of i mean canadian food is really like ours um mm-hmm. you know other than poutine um you know, I guess, you know, you can find some different breakfast foods. Their corned beef and hash is, that's a big deal up here. I'm not a big, corn, I don't, I'm not really a big Canadian food guy other than, you know, I, I like just my normal stuff. Um, I will say that um, in Canada, especially in Toronto, because Toronto is such a uh, international city that the food choices are limitless there because of the, I mean, you name, you name the country, there's a restaurant that serves that country's food in Toronto. Toronto is very much like New York in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's almost like a smaller, ver- a little smaller version of New York in a lot of ways. Um, Cambridge is not as big. It's 150,000 people. Um, 
but then there's Kitchener, which is about six miles away, which is like 230,000 people. So we've got, it's a decent size area that I'm in. So I've got some good options here. The one thing about Canada that I'll say that I've noticed is that the pizza here is awesome. Like I can go anywhere and get an awesome slice of pizza, uh, just about anywhere that would blow pretty much anything in Texas away. Um, is it like a New York thin crust style? Uh, that there are some more thin crust places. It, it really varies. There's, there's, it's, it's more, I'd say it's more New York, New York's ish, um, than, than you yeah. would see anywhere, you know, than, than normal pizza, but it's, it's really good. There's a lot of really good, there's a literally a pizza place. I live in, in like a downtown area and there's a pizza place like a block away where I, I go, I hit, I hit it up every Friday and get a slice of pizza and a <laughs> can of soda for like $4. So that's awesome. And just walk over there and get a pizza and walk back to my house. All right. If you, this is from Aaron Flynn. If you could be in one movie without dying or anything negative happening happening to you, what movie would you be in? So I guess mm. it could be like a shoot 'em up, bang bang movie, but you don't yeah. have to worry about dying. <laughs> Yeah, um, probably like Fast and the Furious. Like that was like when I was a kid. That was like when it, I mean I was I wasn't a kid. I was like in college when the first one came out, and I thought that was a really cool movie. And I've always wanted to be able. To, I, I think stunt the stunt driving is pretty cool. So probably that one. I can't believe that franchise is still going though. That thing is yeah. They they've gotten about all the, all the blood out of that turnip they could because they've <laughs> they've gotten a lot out of that thing. So like I I remember going to the movies and seeing the very first one and it came out. I think I was like 21 or 22. And it's like 20 years ago. Like I'm, I'm, I'm 41 now. And I think I was like a junior in college when the first one came out. So me and my buddies went. I would say, I don't know if I can think of a movie right off the top of my head, but TV series that's been going on for a long time. I've always been a big law and order person, like law and order SVU. Like I would love to play either detective or lawyer. Everyone always said I'd be a good lawyer. Oh, yeah. I would argue with a brick wall, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. My so wife likes those shows too. So yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. But now me, I want to be like something fun, something, something cool. Yeah. That you wouldn't get to do in like, nor like that you couldn't, like I could go be a lawyer if I wanted to go do that, but you can't necessarily go chase bad guys in cars. Yeah, like bad, you know, Lamborghinis or whatever the, you know, all the cool cars they drive. So, yeah. <laughs> so there was that one. Um, another interesting question. Um, if you could eliminate a color from existence, which one would it be and why? I've never thought about that. I like all the colors. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to. I love all the colors. Why would I want to get rid of the colors? They're beautiful. <laughs> There, there's our quote of the oh, day. I love all the colors, Matt stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to get rid of any colors. They're great. They all have their place. <laughs> I would say if I had to, like that's really that's a brown. I guess like brown is kind of the least attractive of colors. I mean. <laughs> There's lots of beautiful things that are brown too. So that's true. That's fair. I don't know. I'd, I wouldn't want to get rid of any of the colors. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking more along the lines like if like you're if you pick a crayon out of a box. 
Yeah. Like, I remember like, when I was a oh, kid, must, like the 64. Mustard yellow. There's the answer. Mustard yeah, yellow. Yeah, mustard yellow is pretty. Like, has yeah, bright mustard, yellow. Like, yellow. Bright yellow is nice. Like, you know, here you go. Shout out Jeff Reardon and Chapel Hill there. They're bright yellow. But, like, mustard yellow is kind of kind of gross. Yeah. You know. And I don't like mustard either, so. Yeah. All right. Um, mustard yellow. Yeah, good answer. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the right one. Like, I'm not picking a mustard yellow out of a crayon box. So, all right, we got yeah. let's do let's do two more here. How did Step and Mrs. Step meet? And I know that this revolves around our work. <laughs> yeah, I met her at a football game, a high school football game in Abilene. That's yeah. the most on-brand so, thing that could have happened. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep, we met at a football game. So, you know, just thought I was good looking, I guess. <laughs> so go so, go Eagles. I was going to say you and Miss Step met at Texas High School football, and so did Aaron and Will, which they talked about last Friday. Yes, Texas High School football bringing lovers together. <laughs> All right, and before we let you go, this is this is a pretty good ender here. This one's from Meese. If you were tasked with writing a Texas high school football movie, what kind of plot would you go with? It would have to be something about um, a transfer, right? Like a um, big-time transfer and a UIL state executive hearing. Something, something, something about that. Like maybe the, I don't know, the star quarterback transfers to this arch rival because he's got like a big-time family problem and he really legitimately transferred, but the coach uh, didn't think it was legit and, and tried to fight it, and then the star quarterback moves across town to the to the team that was t- typically terrible hey let's let's just use odessa for an example right like yeah, well, you know, exactly. Permian's already been an example right let's let's just say permian star quarterback had a, a family issue and had to move across town to odessa high permian's coaches wouldn't didn't want him to move and uh he gets cleared by the uil and leads him just leads odessa high to a state championship that would be like the underdog transfer underdog story You've got to, there's got, there has to be some sort of underdog theme for it to be a Texas high school. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, in reality, I mean, we, we so rarely see like an underdog in Texas high school football, like go all, like even like Jim Ned was kind of an underdog, but we knew Jim Ned was going to be good. Like you don't see a team that we're predicting to go one and nine, go off and win a state championship. That just doesn't happen. So that, that would be. You have to throw in some real magical underdog story where, like, somebody was just came out of nowhere and won a state championship. I think another cool aspect, and probably what would be my choice, is something that focuses a lot more on a coach than a player. Because I feel like a lot of times it it's all about the players. Like, it's about the coach. Like, I mean, Friday Night Lights. Obviously, it's about the coach, and you get a little bit of that, but a lot of it's about the players. I think it would be really mm-hmm. cool to see a whole one through, like, a coaching perspective. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, because, I mean, the coaches are there. You know, players, in essence, the game the game is about the players, but their shelf life mm-hmm. in high school is very short. You know, you know the, the, you know, the very best players three years – is all you get to see them play varsity football. The rarest cases you get, and even then, it's even the rare ones. It's 
four years max. I mean, you have coaches that stay at places 20, 30 years sometimes. So they're, you know, like Gordon, like, like Gordon Wood's been dead for 20 years or so. When, but when I, when I hear Brownwood, I still think Gordon Wood, right? So, you know, exactly. some coaches can be, they can be those iconic figures that, you know, you really, they last, you know, throughout, throughout history. I think it's very similar to college basketball where the game, the players are in and out and the, and the coaches are the more, the more constant figures there. Exactly. Well, that'll do it again. That was brought to you by North Texas Honda dealers. They want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. Step. Really good to see you, man. Good to see you. I will um, see you guys. I think I'm going to kind of, I think I told Pickle this off the air. I think I'm planning on coming back into Texas uh, for a weekend uh, in May. Maybe get out and watch some 7-on-7. Seven seven. Fingers crossed that we get to have 7-on-7. Seven seven. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll get to come back and spend a few days in Texas then. Um, looking forward to it. Miss you guys a lot. And I'm having a, having a good time in Canada. And, you know, luckily with the technology, I'm still able to be connected and and uh, North Texas Honda Dealers also schedules uh, sponsors our coaching changes page. So mm-hmm. check that out as well as uh, the coaching carousel is busy, busy this off season. <laughs> it is definitely moving. Well, perfect. We look forward to seeing you again, obviously in person in uh, May, but really appreciate it. Um, that'll do it for us. Vince Young's trophy is over there. The camera's not on. Trust me. Mm-hmm. It's over there. So sorry. <laughs> it's <laughs> there. Know, Trust. It it's, it's still there. It is what it is, but perfect. All right. Well, we will see you again on Monday on Texas Football Today. Bye, guys.